Represent for January Radio. Here we go. This is what we play. Blazing the steel, bringing the heat, facing hardstar. Bijano Radio. No, 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 no. Radio. Strap yourself in, because we're switched on and ready to go. Bijano Radio. Bijano Radio. You a bad girl and your friends bad too. Oh, you got the swag, saucy drippin' swag goo. Oh, I may be young, but I'm ready. Someone else's hero, man. We were just in the food court eating God get rose yesterday. That's the way. Every single morning I try to pray. Grandma and them, they never forgot. Nothing else really mean nothing to me. I ain't stunned to be talking to me. Girl, why you talking with me? Move on, ain't nothing to see. Shh. Always something to saw. I'm the raw, off the rip. Cause of him, all of them will remember the men. Not they fell in love with rap. Black like having your cousin back. Blue like when that rent is due. Cream like when I'm loving you. Yeah. 
your friends bad too. Oh, you got the swag, so she drip the swag goo. You a bad girl and your friends bad too. Oh, you got the swag, so she drip the swag goo. Oh. Jano Radio. You don't know Ryan Civilla endorsed the thing straight. Good morning to all our listeners around the world. Logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Don't forget to download the Jano Radio app today. J-A-H-K-N-O Radio. Available in your Apple and Google Play stores. It is Wednesday, May 18. Hashtag WCW. Woman Crush Wednesday. So, of course, on a Wednesday, we play music from one or more female artists today's artist is beyonce and we can thank one of our very dear moderators for the choice courtesy of sonette we'll be hearing only beyonce songs today thank you sonette thank you for joining me for coffee and tow world news on the go every monday through friday starting at 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our views follow me on twitter at me media moments the replay will be available there for your friends and family that are not in clubhouse and are not able to catch the live stream on qmc radio and jano radio now you can also listen to past airings on janoradio.com. Just click on the podcast link and scroll down. You will find me there. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. In international news, Burkina Faso rescuers find no survivors in flooded mine chamber. Out of Nigeria, nine dead after explosion in Kano. In Zimbabwe, they are unfreezing bank lending only days after policy change. China Eastern plane crash may have been deliberate, and this is according to a report. Sri Lanka minister asks people not to queue for fuel for two days. U.S. plan to remove Kahanist group from the terror list draws concern. In news out of North America, 11 men arrested in child sexting operation in Indiana. It's something they were going after regardless of, of the circumstances. FBI investigating Dallas Koreatown shooting as hate crime. Deaths on U.S. roadways up 10.5%. Key lawmaker warns at UFO hearing unidentified aerial phenomena are a potential national security threat. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signs bill blocking people from picketing and protesting outside private residences. Woman refuses to leave flight after allegedly making racist and homophobic remarks. Relatives of Buffalo Shooter blames COVID-19 isolation for the massacre. In business and tech news, most CEOs are bracing for a recession. Twitch, a live streaming giant, comes under scrutiny after Buffalo shooting. In health and science news, Spain a debating plan 
to offer paid menstrual leave. And that will be our topic of conversation for today. Sports news, Jimmy Butler leads Miami Heat to win over Boston Celtics in Eastern Conference Finals opener. Equal pay for all. U.S. soccer reaches historic bargaining agreement with women's and men's team. In the Caribbean corner, CARICOM divided countries to vote for Commonwealth Secretary General. Jamaicans to brace for harder times, they're being told. Jamaica Rum Festival organizers announce new venue for fourth staging. And out of Latin America, U.S. authorities find major cross-border narco tunnel to Mexico. They were probably watching um, that series, <laughs> Fast and Furious, and got a hint. U.S. moves to ease a few economic sanctions on Venezuela. Believe it or not, news, Mississippi mother accused of intentionally throwing infant daughter on road, killing her. Woman refuses to leave flight after allegedly making racist and I don't know why we have that twice, but I do apologize. Entertainment news. Burner Boy heading to Barbados to perform at Tipsy. And here is what we need to be looking out for. DJ Naturalist presents Classic Sundays every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. Tune into Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern inside the Quality Music Zone. QMZRadio.com. It's music, news, and naturalists' views. Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's real relationship talk. Join Moments and Natural Solo and Marlin at 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse and tune into QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Join us next week for another stimulating conversation. Check out the Jano Radio crew on JanoRadio.com and download the Jano Radio app today. J-A-H-K-N-O Radio available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Join Rosola for the Rosola Show Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. And right after that, stay tuned for DJ Rookie as he brings you Vibes Tuesday 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. The pre-weekend vibes begin with DJ Lankymatic Thursdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, and then start your weekend off with Wanted Fridays every Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, with Mixmaster Kevon. And he also brings us free Freestyle Saturday every Saturday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Also on a Saturday at 4 to 7 p.m., it's Blazing Saturdays with DJ Simple. And he also brings us Big People Sunday, every Sunday at 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be right back after the music break. Here is Beyonce featuring Jay-Z of Gradio. Yeah, B. Talk your shit. <laughs> let me upgrade you. How you going to upgrade me? It's higher than number one. You know I used to beat that block. Now I bees the block. Let me <laughs> I hear you be the block, but I'm the life to keep the streets on. Notice you the type that like to keep them on the leash, though. I'm known to walk alone, but I'm alone for a reason. Sending me a drink ain't appeasing. Believe me, come harder. This won't be easy. Don't doubt yourself. Trust me, you need me. This ain't a shoulder with a chip or an ego. But what you think they all mad at me for? You need a real woman in your life. Taking care of home and still
that you're blessed to find your equal Still play my part and let you take the lead role Believe me, I'll follow, this could be easy I'll be the help whenever you need me I see your hustle with my hustle, I can keep you Focus on your focus, I can feed you You need a real woman in your life Taking care of home and still fly Traded all the corporate dues. They call shots, I call audibles. Shake up the jeweler, bubbles, the rain swat sort of do. It's big balling, baby, when I'm caught you. I'm talking spy bags and fly pads and rooms at the Bloomberg. And rumors, you on the verge of a new merge. Cause that rock on your fingers like a tumor. You can't fit your hand in your new purse. It's humorous to me, they watching and we just yachting Allen, hopping off the your mafia coast. Mafioso, oh baby, you ever seen satin? No. Not the car, but everywhere we are You sure to see stars, this is high level, not eye level My bezel, courtesy of all the Mars I order yours tomorrow, now look at the time I saved ya Mama, let me upgrade ya <laughs> Just when you think you had it all Big is called no collecting cars Picture your life elevated with me Make you my project celebrity, I keep it in my little Good morning to all our listeners tuned in to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. I do appreciate your being here. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. Welcome to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You just heard Beyonce featuring Jay-Z upgrade you and today's playlist for hashtag wcw woman crush wednesday is courtesy of sanette so we'll be hearing everything from 
the queen bee herself. Now, I must apologize for the folks on Clubhouse or to the folks on Clubhouse um, if I keep going in and out. The red bar keeps popping up. I'm not sure why it's telling me poor um, signal. I had a hard time getting onto Clubhouse this morning. Not sure why. Yesterday, I was kicked out of Clubhouse. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Never a dull moment. Never, never, never. Um, pretty interesting, I must say, <laughs> evening. <laughs> Let me tell you something about life, folks. You can't be everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> and you just have to embrace um, life. And understand that people are weird, really weird. <laughs> and clearly there are some people in life who have nothing to do with their time, right? But to um, troll and to interfere, you know, if that's what makes them happy, right? Who am I? Everybody needs something to occupy the, the themselves and their time. Okay, now it's time for the details. Let's get into it. And we're starting off with international news. Burkina Faso rescuers find no survivors in the flooded mine chamber. Rescue workers have found no survivors in a rescue chamber deep inside a flooded zinc mine in Burkina Faso, the government has said, all but extinguishing hope that eight missing miners could still be alive after a month. The Percoa mine, owned by Canadian firm Trevally Mining Corp., located about 75 miles west of the capital, was abruptly submerged on April 16 after torrential rain fell unexpectedly during the country's dry season. There had been some hope during a month-long search and rescue operation that the missing men might have reached the rescue chamber, which is stocked with food and water and located approximately 1,870 feet below ground. The rescue teams have opened the refuge chamber. Unfortunately, it is empty. The government's information service disclosed this on Tuesday in a statement posted on social media. Everything suggests that the miners were unable to reach the refuge chamber at the moment when the flood happened and searches are ongoing. Trevally said in its own statement, released shortly after the government's one, that the refuge chamber had been found intact with no one inside. Distraught relatives of the missing men have been gathering every day at the site in the Sangui province, sorry, seeking solace from each other as they faced the agonizing wait for news. Both the company and the government have launched investigations into the causes of the incident. And that is so unfortunate. Um, I think I'm still going to remain hopeful because they did say they have more than one of those um, refuge chambers. So um, we're going to keep hope alive. In Nigeria, nine people were killed after a gas cylinder explosion led to a collapse of a building close to a popular market in Nigeria's northern state of Kano, the National Emergency Service and witnesses said. The incident happened on Tuesday in the Sabangari area of the city, mostly populated by people who moved to Kano from elsewhere. Mustafa Habib Ahmed, head of the National Emergency Management Agency, said a gas cylinder in a welding shop exploded, killing nine, nine people. Emergency responders pulled bodies from the rubble during a search and rescue operation. 
At a nearby school, parents rushed to pick up their children after hearing news of the blast. There were no reported injuries among the school children. Kano, renowned for centuries as a center for Islamic scholarship and a commercial hotspot in trans-Saharan trade, is the capital of the eponymous Nigerian state in the northwest region of the country. And we're going to move on to Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe has lifted its ban on bank lending, the central bank has announced, more than a week after the government froze loans in a move it said was meant to stop speculation against a rapidly devaluing local currency. The government said at the time it had started investigating unnamed speculators for taking out Zimbabwe dollar bank loans to buy currency on the black market, driving the local currency's lower value. It added that only organizations being investigated for abusing loan facilities would not be allowed to borrow from banks. Business groups had warned that the lending freeze would hurt commerce and worsen Zimbabwe's economic crisis. Last week, South Africa's Tonga Tulet suspended prepayments to sugarcane farmers, saying it relied on bank loans to fund the payments. China eastern plane crash may have been deliberate, according to a report, and this is coming to us courtesy of Al Jazeera. U.S. investigators believe someone in the cockpit deliberately crashed a China Eastern flight that suddenly plunged to the ground in southern China in March, the Wall Street Journal has reported. The Boeing 737-800 was on its way from Kunming to Guangzhou on March 21 when it dropped from its cruising altitude of 29,000 feet into a mountainside, killing all 132 people on board. It was mainland China's worst aviation disaster, in nearly 30 years. The flight data record is recovered from the crash site were sent to the United States for analysis and show that someone, possibly a pilot or someone who had forced their way into the cockpit, input orders to send the aircraft into a nose dive. The plane did what it was told to do by someone in the cockpit, a person familiar with the preliminary assessment by experts on the U.S. National Transportation Safety Board told the journal. The pilots did not respond to repeated calls from air traffic controllers and nearby planes during the rapid descent, authorities have said. One source told the Reuters news agency that investigators were looking at whether the crash was a voluntary act. The Civil Aviation Administration of China said on April 11, in the response to Internet rumors of a deliberate crash, that the speculation had gravely misled the public and interfered with the accident investigation work. Boeing and the NTSB declined to comment to news agencies and referred queries to Chinese regulators. China Eastern did not immediately respond to requests for... Good morning, everyone. The volume's China- low. So Thank you so much. To apologize. Let's connect to my um, Alexa. Boeing and the NTSB... No, Are you hearing me? Are you able to hear me, Clubhouse? Boeing and the NTSB declined to comment to news agencies and referred queries to Chinese regulators. China Eastern did not immediately respond to requests for comment. According to a report from Boeing, investigators found no evidence of anything abnormal. China's Civil Aviation Administration, CAAC, said in April. And we hop on over to Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka does not have enough foreign currency to buy necessities such as fuel, cooking gas, food, 
and even medicine. Earlier on Wednesday, the island's power and energy minister urged people not to form queues as there were no sufficient petrol stocks. He added that providing fuel has become a hard task. Prime Minister Ranale also addressed the parliament on Wednesday, saying the country does not even have a million dollars in foreign currency to pay for its imports. According to the statistics he shared, Sri Lanka currently needs $530 million to import fuel. The World Bank has provided the country with $160 million, and the government is discussing if the money could be used to pay for the much-needed fuel. In a double whammy to hit the Sri Lankans, Litro, the company's main LPG supplier, announced on Wednesday that its distribution is affected due to delay in the unloading of stock caused by inclement weather. And the U.S. plan to remove Kahanist group from terrorist uh, list draws concern. Washington, D.C. is reporting Palestinian rights advocates have raised the alarm over U.S. plans to remove a violent far-right Israeli group from Washington's list of foreign terrorist organizations, warning that such a move may embolden Kahani Chai supporters. A United States official confirmed that the State Department has notified Congress of plans to delist the organization. Originally known as Cash, I do apologize. Everything is going wrong this morning. I don't know what's going on. A United States official confirmed that the State Department has notified Congress of plans to delist the organization, originally known as Cash, because it considers it defunct. Yet, while critics acknowledge that the group founded by ultra-nationalist, U.S.-born Israeli politician Mayor Kahan, officially has been inactive, they say adherents who espouse its ideology are still operating both in the U.S. and Israel. Before establishing Kash in Israel, Kahani found the Jewish Defense League in the U.S., a hardline pro-Israel organization linked to several violent attacks on U.S. soil, including the assassination of Palestinian-American organizer Alex Ode in California in 1985. And those are the stories from the international scene. Coming up after the music break, we do have news out of North America. Here's a little bit uh, more Beyonce. She is our hashtag WCW artist for today. Woman Crush Wednesday. Here she is singing Countdown. Boy.
to all our listeners on qmzradio.com and janoradio.com and of course a big thank you to my clubhouse family for being here with me appreciate your patience i don't know clubhouse is not liking me today <laughs> but we're gonna work through it we are cl- loud and clear we are live on qmzradio.com and janoradio.com welcome to coffee and toe world news on the go every monday through friday 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where I read the news and we share our views. You just heard Beyonce with Countdown and our hashtag WCW artist selection for today, Woman Crush Wednesday, is courtesy of Sanat. So you're hearing nothing but Beyonce songs today. So I hope you all are Beyonce fans, love her music. And of course, she's also my, um, what you call it? What the, my sign. <laughs> First month twin. Yeah, she's my birth month twin. We're a day apart, just one day apart. Yeah. Um, so now it's time for stories out of North America. Eleven men arrested in child sex sting operation in Indiana. Eleven men have been arrested as part of a sex trafficking operation bust that spanned multiple counties in Indiana. Jeff Hendricks, 49. Samuel N. Kaufman, 20. Joshua Lynn Slitter, 30. Derek Osvaldo Sosa, 19, Jason A. Thorson, 40, Francisco Bernardo Amayo Marquez, 25, Dylan Cole Muncy, 22, Chase Maxwell Reese, 30, Nicholas Sorley, 22, James Thomas II, 35, and Dustin Usury, 35, 
have all been charged for their participation in a large child sex human trafficking and a child sex operation that lasted over two years. The operation took place in several Indiana counties, including Greenwood, Bloomington, Unionville, and more. Fox 59 reports that men were captured after detectives made fake profiles on sexual websites acting like they were 14-year-olds to catch the men. The men then spoke to undercover detectives about the sexual acts they'd like to perform. To see those chats and to see that individual describe to the officers what they want to do, said Johnson County Sheriff Dwayne Burgess. At least one of the men drove two hours to... Wow, this is this is sad. And I, I, I'm stumbling on it because I have watched so many documentaries or so many news documentaries i should say where they set up stings to catch these people and you would think that would be a deterrent but it's as though they don't care you're gonna drive two hours away from where you live to live out your sexual fantasies with a child some of these folks will stop by a lingerie store a sex store whatever pick up items and bring them some men brought a variety of items, including drugs, porn. One man even brought a gun. I think it reiterates that they knew exactly what they were doing, said Johnson County Deputy Prosecutor Ryan Bland. It's something they were going after regardless of the circumstances, and they were willing to travel. All of the men, except one, were charged with child solicitation. None of the men are believed to be part of any human trafficking organization, Fox 59 reports. When are they going to understand that you need to just stop? The perversion, it, it, it really has no place. It shouldn't have any place. Now, what is the gun for? Drugs. And I can guarantee you, I can almost put my head on the block and say that some of these men have daughters sisters well they all had a mother at one point but i'm sure they all well if not all some of them especially the 49 year old the 40 year old the 30 year old the 35 year old i'm thinking that there's a strong possibility they have daughters would someone would any of them want someone messing with their 14-year-old child? Doesn't something in them say, no, 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 stop, stop, stop? What is this obsession with children? What is the obsession? Helpless children. That's what gets you going. That's sick. And it's something you do and you keep doing and you've done and you've got away with it because you feel as though, yes, I wasn't caught before, so I'm going to keep doing it. Police have arrested a suspect in connection with a shooting that wounded three women in a hair salon in the city's Korea town. And federal officials have launched a hate crime investigation, authorities said on Tuesday. The suspect was being interviewed and processed, the Dallas Police Department said, and 
uh, Chief Eddie Garcia was expected to release additional information about the arrest later in the day. Garcia has said last Wednesday's shooting at Hair World Salon could be connected to two other shootings at businesses run by Asian Americans. Also on Tuesday, the FBI said it has opened a federal hate crime investigation along with the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of Texas and the U.S. Department of Justice's Civil Rights Division. Authorities have said a man dressed in an all-black opened fire at the Dallas Salon, then drove off in a maroon minivan. Garcia said investigators found that a similar vehicle was reported to be involved in two other recent shootings, including an April 2 drive-by in the area where the salon is located. No one was injured in either of those shootings. Thankfully, Garcia said the vehicle was also linked to a drive-by shooting on May 10, about 25 miles southeast of the shopping center, where Wednesday's shooting happened. The three women who were shot at the salon were taken to a hospital with injuries that were not life-threatening. Why do I feel like it's just hunting season? That, that's for everybody. I'm sorry. That's just how I'm feeling right now. And <sighs> nearly 43,000 people were killed on U.S. roads last year. The highest number in 16 years as Americans returned to the highways after the pandemic forced many to stay at home. The 10.5% jump over 2020 numbers was the largest percentage increase since the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration began its fatality data collection system in 1975. The Transportation Secretary said America faces a crisis on its roads. The Safety Administration urged state and local governments, drivers, and safety advocates to join in an effort to reverse the rising death trend. Preliminary figures released Tuesday by the agency show that 42,915 people died in traffic crashes last year, up from 38,824 in 2020. Final figures will be released in the fall. Americans drove about 325 billion miles last year, 11.2% higher than in 2020, which contributed to the increase. Folks, you got to drive for yourself and for everyone else out there because going about daily, um, you see people with their heads down on their phones. Driving, the car is moving. The vehicle is moving. I've seen government workers in government vehicles at different levels, city, state, federal, and their heads are down on their phones. Yeah, and they're driving. Can I throw my experience and why I think this is happening? Yes, because please. I saw it. So during the pandemic, the at the start of the pandemic, a lot of people got locked down, right? Mm -hmm. And so they started to work from home. Some of us companies who had to go into the office went to work. So we the, the freeways or highways were very empty. My actual commute from my home to my office is about 20, 25 minutes on a regular day with traffic. Without traffic, I got to work in 15 minutes flat because I, with the rest of the few people, the other 10 of us on the freeway who had to go to our office, were going at 80, 85 miles per hour. No lie. And I know guilty as charged. 
I was going fast. There was not much police out there. It was it was what I was doing. Somebody else on the freeway, so I don't have to bump. I won't bump into anybody's um, tailpipe, right? Mm-hmm. Now we start coming back to work. Drug traffic is building up again, but a lot of us are still used to the eighty miles per hour for the year that we could do it, mm. and so I'm seeing it. People are going crazy fast. I mean, I've, I've backed down because, come on, common sense. I have some. I have a little bit. Go back to 65, <laughs> you know? But I see a lot of people still trying to dip in and out and going. They think, I feel like they're watching, what did you mention Fast and Furious earlier today? Yes, I did mention play, they, it's a fa- It's a Fast and Furious on, on the freeways out here. And it's not just on my coast. It's everywhere because they had that freedom and the space to go fast for the few months where there was less people back to the office but that's one of the things that i'm seeing just sharing my experience it may, i'm not saying it's the same thing across the country but that's what i saw i'm just speaking for now wow thank you sinet um so speed is what you're seeing i'm seeing people on their phones not paying attention a lot of distraction. We're also seeing another thing that is um, huge is road rage. People driving people off the roads. Then you have to couple that with debris, weather conditions. It's a lot. But, you know, it's so unfortunate that people are losing their lives. I know during the winter when people have to drive in the snow, I don't know how y'all do it. I tried it once. I'll never do it again because I remember when we were living in Atlanta and uh, we had that snowstorm and uh, my husband parked across the street um, because he was over the road. So he parked across the street and I was to go pick him up. It's like one, two o'clock in the morning, backed out of the garage and have to go up the hill at the back of the house, the driveway. And the SUV started going backwards. I put that thing in park, got out, called my husband and said, you're going to have to walk home. Sorry, ain't doing it. I don't have the guts for it. You <laughs> said snow, snowstorm in Atlanta. You had like one inches, girl. <laughs> no, it was more than that. <laughs> it was more than that. Good morning. Good <laughs> I was dying over here. Listen, y'all not going to mess with me this morning. It was, it. listen, it was a snowstorm, right? The whole city shut down because, of course, nobody knows how to deal with that. So when I felt that vehicle going backwards, I was like, stop. Um, after day three of cabin fever, we had to borrow our neighbor's um, SUV because they have the tires and the... All-wheel drive. Right, that. Thank you, Sinet. AWD. So because their vehicle is equipped with that, they had a Toyota Land Cruiser. Perfect. To go to Publix. Yeah. To get groceries. But um, no, I ain't doing it. Sorry. I, I saw vehicles going up the hill in front of our house, sliding back down. No, y'all can keep that. So I understand weather has a lot to do with it, too. But folks, please be careful because my insurance keeps going up every year and I don't have any accidents. And I'm being told that it's because of accidents why my insurance keeps going up. And I can't get any money back from these insurance companies for being accident-free. So let's be careful out there. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Andel. 
You say, you say your insurance is because of accident? Every six months, my insurance goes up. And I'm, when I call the insurance company, and it doesn't matter, I've switched insurance companies, and I'm told it is because of the high accident rates in the area. Yeah. Yeah. So you did. So they insurance um, rates you on your area that you live based on accidents, car stolen, uh, all those things. And so if you are in a city area that is, you know, more likely to have an accident, all that stuff, then your rates going to be higher. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah unfortunately unfortunately yeah. yeah unfortunately you have to suffer for the bad drivers yeah i mean went through it in atlanta rates just kept going up year after year i mean every six months i should say moved to, back to florida is the same thing just keeps going up and up and everybody making money but me everybody getting rich off of me but me <laughs> that's that's why uh, you know so when i had my insurance agency People will come, they live in one area, but they want to rate their car in another in area. Another area. Of, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know, but the insurance company are getting pretty smart, mm -hmm. you know, because they have people that drive by to make sure that you are actually living at that address. You don't know. But they're but they wasting do. their time driving by my house because my vehicles are in the garage. So they're going to drive by no, and not see anything. No, but no, also what they do is they start having these software. So when I go in and I, and I put your information, I put, your, I put the address you gave me, it pulls up and says, oh, but we have this other address. And no, you have to bring in proof that the new address you put in is, is you know, you actually live there and you're residing there and not the address that is pulled from the system. But can people get a break and they'll, people are trying to survive. <laughs> <laughs> Everything going up but your paycheck, right? Some people just trying paycheck, to survive. Yeah. You, know? Yeah. you know? Everything go up with paycheck, Oh boy. All right. Thank you so much. Key lawmakers warned at a house hearing on Tuesday that unidentified aerial phenomena, popularly known as UFOs, must be investigated and taken seriously as a potential threat to national security. The event marked the first congressional public hearing on UFOs in decades, a high-profile moment for a controversial topic that has been long relegated to the fringes of public policy. For many lawmakers and intelligence and military personnel working on unexplained aerial phenomena, the bigger concern with the episodes is not that alien life is visiting Earth, but rather that a foreign adversary like Russia or China might be fielding next-generation technology in American airspace that the United States does not know about. Democratic um, Representative Andre Carson of Indiana, the chairman of the panel holding the hearing, warned in his opening remarks, unidentified aerial phenomena are a potential national security threat and they need to be treated that way. He went on to say, for too long, the stigma associated with UAPs has gotten in the way of good intelligence analysis. Pilots avoided reporting or were laughed at when they did. DOD officials relegated the issue to the back room or swept it under the rug entirely, fearful of a skeptical national security community. 
Today, we know better. UAPs are unexplained. It's true, but they are real. They need to be investigated, and any threats they pose need to be mitigated. The hearing featured testimony from top government officials and the display of images and a video of unidentified aerial phenomena. The public portion of the event lasted fewer than 90 minutes following the conclusion of the public hearing. The panel will hold a closed-door classified briefing next Tuesday afternoon. So, <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Um, but I, I understand considering um, foreign adversaries like Russia and China and their um, unexplained aerial phenomena floating around in our airspace being a concern um, and should be taken as a potential security threat. I get that. But shouldn't you be able to differentiate what is um, extraterrestrial from... I'm just saying, right? Because you're so technologically advanced and you have so much scientific equipment that you should be able to determine what is extraterrestrial versus what is from another country. I may be making a ridiculous statement that it's hard to decipher. I don't know. Go ahead, Almost, naturalist. <laughs> they're, just, they're just wasting time and wasting people's money. There are so many real issues that's facing us right now that they could be lending their time and their effort to, to highlight. And they choose to go to um, aliens. Of course, <laughs> there are things that we don't, we don't understand. Look in the ocean. There are many yeah. places that they have never, never been. We're not going to worry about it. It's not, it's not a distraction, man. This whole government is just one distraction after another. I don't know, man. I, I think I'm coming into the, the realm of being a conspiracy. Man. I, I don't know, man. I'm just so disillusioned by the government, man. That doesn't matter what they do right now. For me, if it's not talking about something mm-hmm. that is pocketbook, that means that affects my life, I really don't want to hear about it. Right. And aliens, they are there. I could tell them that I don't need a scientist. I don't need a degree. They are out there. I'm not that stupid to be like, you know what? We are the only one that's here. No, they're out there. No, not a distraction, in my opinion. But you know what's funny, naturalist, is that we keep exploring space, right? But if somebody explores our space, we have a problem with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think the problem is that we... Um, the the, the the people them that exploring feel threatened, you know, because they don't know what these other things are capable of. Um, I, no, because listen, I was listening to what's his name, Tyson DeGarcia or something like that. The, this black scientist guy, mm-hmm. right? And he said that our brains, right, is just one percent more. Like we're just one percent more intelligent than the chimpanzee, right? One percent more, and that's, look that's what it, that's it. We, yeah, exactly, and, and look what we can that's do. So he exactly said, if there's anything else out there that is just one percent more more intelligent than we, they would totally destroy us. So with that knowledge, I think they're threatened because they don't. And <laughs> and by rightfully so. <laughs> you know what, Dre? So, so that's that... why they have a problem. That's why they have a problem with anybody exploring anything else, exploring <laughs> anything because they just know we're just 1% more intelligent. 
Oh Lord. What oh, Lord. something like that can do to us. Makes me question our things that are happening. I, I do question our level of intelligence. So now you were gonna say something. <laughs> Did he say we we're using one percent more of our brain, not one percent more intelligence? Okay, 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 it? okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah so it's a so, slight difference. It's a slight difference, <laughs> right? Right. I, I watched it a long more. time ago. I watched it a long time ago. So thanks for clearing that up. Listen, as far as I'm concerned, some of us are using 0% of our brain, right? When you read the news or when you watch this news and you see some of the things, you're like, do these people even have a brain? It's just like a shell walking around. I remember in high school, there was this saying, you're just a big mass of protoplasm floating around in the atmosphere. That was something that we would throw around all the time. <laughs> you know but um yeah so let's see <laughs> good morning james go right ahead good morning good morning yeah yeah for me like i think you know we're just trying to be smart as as human beings there, there's a lot of stuff that we can't explain that's out there a lot of stuff that even even with like the bermuda triangle like mm -hmm. they spend they spend millions of dollars trying to figure out this phenomenon of the bermuda triangle um people died a lot of people disappear um they figure out a way to go around it with gps and that's it like you know just avoid it there's there's certain things you just you just if it don't trouble you don't trouble it and i think they should <laughs> they should treat it like that because you know the whole idea with the bermuda triangle is that if you get into that zone that you're going to just disappear yeah, yeah. so that's like if you want to if you want to be a researcher and, and and try and go figure it out and don't don't um come back home then that's up to you you know <laughs> but you know but with with gps they figure out over the past 100 years that there's a certain zone that where where um, isn't it the electromagnetic force that is stronger there and that is the explanation from years ago i, I saw that as an explanation james am i correct well well that's that's what they say but I, to me i believe no one really knows because like even talking to, to people who, who do fishing over there, like Bermuda is a the, it's it, it's it's a place like this. Like you could go, they explain that there's a part of the ocean out there where it's like bottomless. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you could go like ten miles in the ocean and you could you could stand up. There, there's a like areas out there where you can stand up, like almost like you're on the shore. And then when you leave that section, it's like just bottomless. So it's 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 very complicated. Mm -hmm. But all I know is that they say like a lot of people disappear. Yeah. Trying to figure it out. Um, I know Bermuda. They have like the most like shipwreck. I think the most shipwreck in wow. the world. Like when you go there, there's like there's over a thousand shipwreck. I think surrounding the island. Wow. So yeah. So just you know, like if if something that we don't understand. We just leave it alone. Like as as someone said earlier, like you know, there there there's there's world poverty that's easy to figure out. Mm -hmm. You know, all you have to do is just give up some of that money and and, and feed people. Mm -hmm. You know, there there's you know other stuff like housing shortage across the world. You know, why are we spending like like when when I see like even these, it was reported the other day that um two Canadian billionaires paid something like fifty million dollars per trip to, to, to take like a, a, a trip out of space um, and they don't want to be considered like um, tourists. They, don't, they want to go up there as astronauts. So they pay $50 million for that while people are suffering, you know, just leave it alone. Like, you know? Yeah. So, um, so I, of course, you know, I jumped on Google. Um, 
<laughs> the Bermuda Triangle. What science can tell us about the mysterious ocean region? Nobody can explain it to this day. And this is the most recent document that I'm seeing, courtesy of discovermagazine.com, dates back to 2021. Um, they can't explain it. But it is a fact that ships have disappeared. Flights, planes have disappeared, can't be found anywhere. Um, yeah, it's said it's a haunted place <laughs> that spans from the U.S. to Puerto Rico to Bermuda. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very complicated. Like, I remember one day I was there. Um, and I was going to the beach when I got, Dre, when I your got mic the, is open, Dre, your mic is open. When oh. I got, when I got to the beach, cause there, there's a, there's a beach there that the sun is pink. You know, when I tell people that don't believe, um, pink sun, like nobody can explain that. And they don't even try to explain it anymore. The pink sand is because of a, the, um, the coral, the sea life. It's because of the oceanic life. Um, yeah, you're... we looked it up. Remember, because there's also pink sand. I think it's in—is it Bonaire? One of the ABC islands, Aruba, Bonaire. Okay. Or so yeah, they have pink sand. They're very beautiful, I must say. But yeah, yeah, I'm... yeah. The sand, the sand. It looks regular, and then when you take it up and and wet and put in the water, it just turned pink in your hand. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. So one day I was going to the beach, and um, when I got there, like they shut down the beach, and the water the, the the beach the water pull away like um i think it was in space of an hour over 50 people wow. the water was just taking them away and li even lifeguards like the, the one lifeguard trying to save two people at the same time i don't remember if anyone died but they had to shut down the beach right away and nobody could explain why like like the current just got it's the current it's it's the pull because i know for example at the beach here in, in the, some of the beaches in miami um you do have a warning they will tell you you know it's at times you need to get out the water because the the um current is so strong it will pull you away so um i remember growing up too when we would go to the beach um you could feel it and you know okay i gotta get out the water yeah so it happens i think everywhere experiences that pull it's just that some people are not as aware as others are. And some people find it a challenge and want to go and figure out what this thing is pulling them, not knowing you need to get out, get out. You know, but Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signs bill blocking people from picketing and protesting outside private residences. A person could face up to 60 days in jail or be forced to pay a $500 fine if they are caught picketing and protesting outside of a person's private residence. DeSantis signed off on the bill on Monday, making it unlawful if done in front of someone's home. This comes after the slew of protests against the latest abortion bans. He's making sure to protect himself. The news outlet reports the Florida governor wants to allegedly put an end to protests in the state being performed in front of legislators' homes, sending unruly mobs to private residences like we have seen with the angry crowds in front of the homes of Supreme Court justices is inappropriate, DeSantis said in a statement. This bill will provide protection to those living in residential communities, and I am glad to sign it into law. So let me ask a question, DeSantis. 
If 10,000 people show up, are you going to be able to arrest all 10,000 people? Because the truth is, there is going to come a time when nobody really cares what you want to try to scare them with. It's just a scare tactic. But people do have a right to have their voices heard. And if they feel that they're not being heard, protesting is one way they're going to get it done. And if they're protesting in front of government buildings and nothing is being done about it, and they feel protesting in front of someone's home will get the resolve that they're looking for, they're going to do it regardless, and you can't stop that. If 10,000 people get up, 30,000 people get up, are you going to arrest all 30,000 of them? Especially if they feel their rights are being infringed upon? What needs to happen is you need to address the Supreme Court justices and how about reprimand them? Nobody is telling them that what they're doing is wrong or how they went about it is wrong. Everybody, you know what I find here? And I don't know if it's a part of the American culture because it seems to be the thing. I do something to you, I become the victim. You do something to me, you're the victim. The Supreme Court justices were secretly going to do something. It got leaked. Now they are the victims. Explain that to me. And what I have found in this country is that nobody knows what accountability means. Nobody knows how to look themselves in the mirror and say, you know something, I am responsible for X, Y, and Z. We're always blaming somebody for our actions. We don't know how to step back and say, you know something? Yeah, I did say that. Or I did do that. And my doing that could have caused that. We don't do that. We blame everybody for everything. That's what we do. And that's a problem. I guess it's a part of the American culture. Everybody blames everybody. Nobody knows how to say, you know what? I'm the one who put my hand on the stove. So, of course, I'm going to get burned. No, the stove put itself on our hand. Relatives of the Buffalo supermarket shooter are using COVID as a reason for the massacre. Here we go. Blaming something else. Playing the victim. They told the Post on Monday that 18-year-old Peyton Gendron likely snapped because he was paranoid and had been isolated due to the pandemic. Like, is it hard for people to believe everything isn't a mental illness? Sometimes it's just racism, really? They also said that they had no clue that he was an alleged white supremacist, but did say he clearly needed help after threatening his high school classmates more than a year ago. They don't know if he ever received help. I have no idea how he could have got caught up on this. I blame it on COVID, said Sandra Komarov, who is 68 years old and is the cousin of his mom, Pamela, when referring to the teen's alleged hate-fueled rampage that took the lives of 10 black people at a Topps-friendly supermarket on Saturday. 
He was very paranoid about getting COVID, extremely paranoid to the point that his friends were saying he would wear the hazmat suit to school. And then he got COVID just a few weeks ago. He went to family functions with a respirator mask on. He totally wasn't going to get COVID, and then he got COVID. They were vaxxed to the max, she added in regards to the family. I don't know if it was a bad case. I just know he caught it. Apparently, Gendron had bought into the fear of COVID. That's the only way to say it. And when you're home all day on the internet, you're missing out on human contact. There's a lot of emotions and a lot of body language you're not getting as when you see their face. Her husband, Dave Comer of 68, also addressed the matter saying, in theory, COVID could have affected what they call the lizard brain, the part of the brain that controls aggression. I can't say it's impossible, but maybe that would happen one out of so many millions of times. Before Saturday's massacres, Gendron had allegedly written a 180-page white supremacist manifesto that rambled on about his racist philosophy and also outlined his step-by-step -step plans for the slaughter, law enforcement sources have said. The chilling document also detailed how he had become radicalized online because of extreme boredom amid the early days of the pandemic, the New York Post reported. The Comoroffs denied knowing anything about Gendron's horrific racist thinking, with Dave adding, He's very smart. I don't know where he went online, the dark web or wherever, but apparently he got into some nasty stuff. He's smart enough to get into dangerous stuff online, which may be the average person wouldn't know how to get into. I mean, I'm trying to figure it out myself. When asked about his threats at his school in June 2021, when Gendron was asked about his future plans and said that he wanted to commit a slave suicide, Dave responded, my question is, and I don't know the answer either, but did they do something? The parents are well-to-do. Did they put him in some kind of therapy? Because when they get the civil lawsuit, that's what's going to come out. Someone's going to ask, what did you do last year after this incident? They'll ask the parents, what did you do? What did you do to help this child? The parents are both college-educated. They're intelligent. They're engineers. They're not ill people. Did you think he needed any help? At the time, state police took him to the hospital for a psych evaluation, but he was released a day and a half later. There should have been light bulbs going off, Sandra said. This kid should have been in some kind of empathy training that teaches these are human beings. Other than that, the teen and his family checked all the boxes of what you would consider normal. It's a good family, a very good family. It's unconscionable to me what happened. They're very average people, God-fearing, Sandra said. I don't understand the racist thing because my family's the farthest thing from racist. I've never heard a racist comment from him, from his parents. It's almost like he just snapped. Something in him broke. The whole family is in shock. Not once did either the aunt or the uncle offer any words of sympathy for the people who lost their lives. Not once, and it won't come. Not once did they apologize for this boy's behavior. Not once. Please, re I'm rejecting that boy comment. 
that 18 year old man killed a bunch of people. He's not a child. I reject it. If he was brown, he would be a man. True. He's not a boy. True. He's not a boy. True. And don't say it. You're right. I take that back. I retract. Thank you. Not once. I'm sorry, Javette. One second, Javette. Not once have they said they feel for the families of those who have been affected by his heinous act. This boy, the day before I was brought up to speed on this aspect of it, um, Marlon was telling me yesterday after yesterday's show, this boy sat down with a man, talked with a man the day before. The man had conversation with him about life. He asked the man, are you going to be here tomorrow? Nothing is wrong with this boy. I can speak of my own personal experience as far as COVID is concerned. Scared out of my wits. And why was I scared? Because of what you are seeing on the news. And every day you're seeing the counter. You know, you're watching the different outlets and you just see the counter. Um, what you call it? detections and um, deaths and hospitalizations and you're just seeing the counter every day I went paranoid I'm like no this is crazy I didn't want to leave my house at all the kids would go out and come back in I am the only thing left for me to do is hose them down outside don't touch me don't touch anything straight to the bathroom put your clothes in the washing machine scrub yourself from head to toe I was paranoid So, got the COVID vaccine, my two shots, still ended up with COVID. But I guess it didn't affect the lizard part of my brain that controls aggression. So, I, I guess I'm happy. You're going to tell me that COVID is the reason why? Javette, go right ahead, please. <laughs> Good morning. I'm sorry that last comment you um yeah, the lizard part of your brain. So good morning everybody. First thing, they cannot express any empathy because that would go against his defense. Mm -hmm. They're already already starting the defense of this person. So they're not going to express any empathy. Mm. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. So they play the victim card. Always. Always. That's part of the privilege. I'm not going to say the other part, but that's part of the privilege. <laughs> but, it, but it's all good because everybody get their day. Whether they get it here on earth or the other side, they always get their day. And everyone have a happy hump day. <laughs> Thank you, Javette. You know what? You know what's interesting? Even, even a murderer's a privilege. You know when? When are we gonna get those those privilege? Because yeah, like it's it's a trend these days that every time there's something like this, it's something to do with mental mental health. You know when 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 crime when crimes are going on in 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 all of these predominantly black city and people are trying to figure out the crime they're saying these the, these young men are are inhumane they're ruthless nobody ever 
stop to, to diagnose them with with, mm-hmm. with any type of mental issue or or any type any type it's it's always they're just born like that they're they're That's murderers they're, they're, you know and and when they, when it comes down to these people now all of a sudden it's it's something to do with with mental and it's not it's not it's just a card uh, they're, they're playing a mental card you know like I, I remember when when I was young and I was working at the, this hotel in Jamaica there's this there's this lady that was she was an elderly lady and she was teaching some of the girls and and she said one of the things that I think her mother um, someone taught her because she got she she was being molested by her her stepdad mm-hmm. and an elderly woman tell her that there's a way that she can go to to the Bellevue Hospital and somehow register for like a, a certificate um, that that said that she has some mental health issue and she said the, the lady said go and do that and anytime him touch you again you just kill him can i and, get that certificate and, for myself um James? and you have your cert yeah and you have your certificate you know so so like this these things are planned they, they do stuff and then mental health is, is 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 the way to go nowadays so should we all then go and get a certificate like that for ourselves Sounds to me like it we may, all need it. It may be good just to keep in your pocket just in case you got to shoot somebody or whatever. Yeah, because everybody cries mental health. But you didn't have mental health issues to sit down and write a 180-page manifesto. You didn't have mental health issues to find yourself on the dark web. You didn't have mental issues to sit down and plan and plot. You did not have mental issues to drive the two, how many, three hours, two and a half hours to three hours. You didn't have mental health to scope out the area months before. You didn't have mental health issues to sit down and have a conversation. You didn't have mental health for none of that. But after you carry out the act, now you have mental health issues and that's what his family wants to try to put on us. That the the lizard part of his brain that controls aggression came under attack trying to blame covid because he was isolated all of us were damn isolated was he ever treated for for um in mental health issues? no no okay so how, so how is he diagnosed he right away evaluated he was evaluated he was before. evaluated Back in june he he did something and they evaluated him but he was never diagnosed exactly. as far as I heard. Okay, so I mean, then why are they diagnosing him now? Thank you. That's what America does because he's a p- poor white boy. He, Excuse me. And that's sarcasm. Yeah, he's we know. Man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this. So hold on, though. So if I snap, it's okay. I hope so. Because I spent five days in the hospital with covid real bad covid mm-hmm. so if i snap <laughs> it should be right should be okay yeah okay because yes. that's that's the message they're sending out there marlon that blame it on covid paranoia got the best of you not one word of sympathy not one word of sympathy. The victim card is what they're pulling out here to let people feel sorry for him. 
You know, he was very strategic with the community that he went to. He did his homework. He did a demographic study. Nobody can tell me otherwise. And I'm saying that because when you look at the people that lost their lives, mostly seniors, retired folks. So he, why didn't he go into the hood? No, no, no. Why didn't he have the mental health to shoot the white man rather than apologizing, say sorry? Why didn't he take his behind to the hood, make them light him up in there? He knew exactly what he was doing. He made sure to go where people would not be armed. The likelihood of him coming under attack would be zero to none. He knew he was very strategic. And you're going to tell me about mental health? Let me tell you something. Him look, he's not Jamaica because he would be dead. Police are kill him. They weren't going to be taking him in. He would be dead, dead, dead. But moments, they getting away with it even in the hood because didn't they just let that other person go when when um when they burned down the police community? I can't remember in what part of the country it was. Who are you talking? Rittenhouse. And it was self defense. Rittenhouse. Yeah. Part, that, that yes. Idea. Yeah. So they getting yeah. away. Yeah, you're right. I mean, twofold. It doesn't matter. He was in the hood then too forgot about that one yeah you're right you, you know you know you know what this proved to me that you know african americans should have paid more attention to um for dr farrakhan and malcolm x because you know if i you know stuff like this proved to me that like dr king was was unpicked you know like he was picked by by white people for for, for african americans to just like the turn the other cheek type of philosophy. And, you know, like that's why they, they don't like Farrakhan and they, they didn't like uh, Malcolm X because Joe Biden going there, like as a black person, I'm not going there to stand up to listen to this man apologize for the a, a million time. You know, presidents in different shape and different form coming to apologize to, to black people. And then next, next year they're coming to apologize to some other people. And, you know, so... And, and nothing is done about it. Nothing is done about it. Just come and apologize every... And, and for me, like, I believe, like, I don't know what the Jewish people are waiting on because I have this discussion in Canada with, 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 with some of my young Jewish friends, and I'm like... Because the first time I heard, like, this guy that I used to work with call himself a white, a white boy or a white guy or whatever, like, he said, like, oh, like, he loved hip-hop and dancehall and he's like when he goes to the club and they're like oh why is this little white boy like and i'm like so, so i tap him and i'm like you're jewish you're not white and he's like ah oh, yeah i'm white i'm like no and and when you look even a report came out in canada the other day number one hated jewish number two black and the same it's the same numbers in america and when are they gonna realize that you know we're in this thing together and and if if we don't fight together Whenever these, you know, anti-Semitic people and, 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 and racist people, the people that hate black people, they're coming after both of us. And there need to be bills and stuff that are passed to send these guys to prison for life, you know? Like, to, to know that, like, this, this little young boy, you know, when he go and kill all these people, throw him into a, a, a prison with, with a bunch of black people in there. 
don't 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 segregate prisoners so they can feel comfortable killing a bunch of people and then going to prison and eating and and and, and under air conditioning and you know it's 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 yeah it's, it's hey, sickening hey james hey, morning everybody and uh i i agree with most of what you say but i disagree with uh the fight to get apart and um we're all in this thing together because i think just like the jewish guy say he's white they're gonna see them as white you understand so i don't think there is no together thing because he clearly told you that he's white and that's how he sees himself no, because, but, because, because they are they, white yeah but, yeah, but they do. don't see them as the, the, the no, anti-semitic no. the, the um the racist uh, white um, supremacist people do exactly. not see Jewish exactly. as, as white people. Exactly. Right, but the James, remember, all they have to do is change their last name and no one know that they are Jewish. They are white people. They change their last name, which a lot of Jewish people did back then and some, some still do it. They change their last name, they blend in with just like any other. They, we are, I mean, we're not in this fight together. But Dre, however, think, Dre however, I, hold, I, hold on, Andal, let him finish, let him finish. Go ahead. However, yeah. I, I, I will say, though, I will say that most of my best um, business opportunities came from, come from Jewish people, you know? Um, I have a good relationship with them. But at the end of the day, they're white people. They, they, they change their last name. They're not going to be in this fight. They're fighting for themselves. And that's what we, as black people, need to do. We can use them as um, an example of what we need to do, you know. But they, they're not going to join force with us. They care about themselves, which is rightfully so. We need to just use their blueprint. Go ahead, Andel. Sorry. No, man, no, no apologies. Um, yeah, you're, uh, you're right. You know, I mean, uh, they see themselves as white. What, what's happening is the younger Jewish people, the younger Jewish, uh, they don't understand the whole feat of what their, their ancestors went through or their, you know, their parents went through with the whole anti-Semitic, the whole, you know, I mean, they, they, so they will see it and go, okay, and brush it off because I have a friend of mine and, and as you know, Dre says, a lot of my business uh, opportunities do come from that avenue and a friend of mine who he's so much in love with Jamaica that goes every year and he's like, listen, uh, when these things happen, it boils me up because I understand. But my younger, uh, you know, kids who are younger, they don't understand because we haven't really passed on the pain and the stories to them. They so they will see and don't and just brush it off. You know what I mean? So they don't see it as much. So for them to join the fight with us, the older will understand. We will still stand aside, but they don't. But they won't join in the fight. But the younger one, they don't see it. Because they, they, they look at themselves as white. Now, also, the Asian, they understand what we're going through because they've gone through the same thing. Through. I watched a history on, uh, on, on the, when, they, when the Asian came here and they were called all sorts of, um, sorry, all sort of names and, and treated, you know, so, like, like worse than us some of the times when I was watching when they came here and how they came here on the boat. So, and... And they came here working and how they lived underground, all that stuff. They understand, but they would not fight with us. They not they would they will walk past not to be seen or cause they don't want to draw, be drawn in, all that stuff. So, you know, they, nobody's gonna join us, bro. 
what we need to do definitely what definitely as as dre said we need to look at the blueprint of the jews and say can we work together can we form our own economic community can a dollar go around 10 to 12 times before it gets out of the our our, our community that's what we need to do mm-hmm. what May we need to it? program uh, ourselves hold on one second i think someone else was trying to get oh sorry to about that go right ahead for me please Thank you. I'm Jocelyn. I'm new here. Good morning, Jocelyn. Great. Welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Great discussion. You know, yes, when the Jews first came to this country, the U.S., they weren't considered white. I think the same can be said for the Irish and the Italian. And whites are about building their numbers. Whereas in the black community, you know, as a brown woman, I see we are doing the opposite. We're so divided. And yes, I agree with what was said earlier. You know, we need to support each other. And I hear a lot of talk here in Clubhouse about voting. Yes, I'm a big advocate. But what I realize is that it it just doesn't get the job done by itself. Um, We have had 17 Democratic presidents. Look at the state we're in today. So in addition to voting, I think we need to be well represented in the Senate, in the Congress. We need to go back to the White House. We need to groom our children for office, for public office. We need to get them to the town hall meetings, get them as involved as possible from a young age and groom them to be there in the Senate, in the Congress, to change the laws because the people who make the laws uh, mostly white. I remember uh, looking at a, a 60 Minutes program, um, uh, uh, an investigative journalist group came here and uh, to investigate money laundering and they uh, spoke to lawyers who they thought were complicit. And I remember one lawyer saying, we make the laws and we are above the laws. So it's all about getting in places where we can make a difference in society. And that's a very valid point, Justin. Thank you so much for that. Because as you said that, get getting our people, grooming them from early, that's what other um, races do. That's what other, um, for example, and I shouldn't say races, but yes, yeah, some races do do that. But let's go a little deeper. The cartel, for example, they groom their people from early and put them through college and university and get them into positions of influence for their benefit. So we need to take a page out of those books for real. And Andel, you said it. We need to take a page out of the book of the Jews. Stop fighting against each other and start becoming understudies. Pay attention to what's going on and then see what you can take from each sector and apply it to your community for your benefit. Moments, can I say one one last thing before one, we move yes, on? Yes, one last comment. Go yeah. ahead, James. Yeah, I, I think I think to be fair to be fair to, to, to African Americans. I don't think when, when we say like we need to take a copy from the Jews, remember the Jews, um, the, the, the Korean, like all of those people took a copy 
um, copy like what African-Americans did. Remember, when we talk about history, we're talking as if it wasn't done. Remember, it's not just, remember Black Wall Street. Remember, um, there's like hundreds of black business communities that were burnt down or destroyed across America. So it's not like we um, blacks did not do it before. It's not like, okay, we need to learn from, from f something that we don't know how to do. I think the thing that African-Americans are going to have to learn to do, same thing what Malcolm X and, and Farrakhan was talking about, arm yourself. No, no, don't turn the other cheek. Like someone, someone smack you on the cheek, you smack them back. And, and I think that, that's the attitude because it's been done before and it can be done again. Like even now, when you look, when you look at modern America and you see what like Jay-Z, Kanye West, um, LeBron James, you see even guys that are not in, in, in media or in sports, they're doing great stuff. But is how do we keep that type of stuff? protecting our, ourselves uh, that people don't, don't just come and, and, and kill us out as soon as we start accumulating wealth, you know? So it's, it's, it's more than just that because it's been done before. It's about arming ourselves and protecting ourselves. Mm -mm -mm -mm. All right. Thank you all for your comments on that one. And it is time to keep it moving. And here is what we need to be looking out for. DJ Naturalist presents Classic Sundays every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. And tune in to Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern inside the Quality Music Zone. QMZRadio.com. It's music, news, and naturalist's views. Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's Real Relationship Talk. Join Moments, Annette Rose Solo and Marlon at 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse and tune into QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. Join us next week for another stimulating conversation. Check out the Jano Radio crew on JanoRadio.com and download the app today, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Join Rosolo for the Rosolo Show, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, and stay tuned for DJ Rookie as he brings you Vibes Tuesday, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. The pre-weekend vibes begin with DJ Lankimatic Thursdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. And then you can start your weekend off with Wanted Fridays every Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. And he returns 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Saturday for Freestyle Saturday. DJ Simple takes over the airway Saturdays, 4 to 7 p.m. with Blazing Saturdays. And he returns on Sunday, 4 to 7 p.m. with Big People Sunday. Coming up after the music break, we have business and tech news, health and science news. Here is Beyonce, our hashtag WCW artist for today, featuring Bun B and Slim Thug. Check on it. And we can thank Sunat for our artist selection for today. Good girls gotta get down with the gangsters. Go ahead, girl, put some back and some neck up on it. While I stand up in the background and check up on it. Check 
To all our listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, of course, this is where the conversation happens. Welcome to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. And now it is time for business news. Most CEOs are bracing for a recession. And this is according to CNN Business News. The mood in the C-suite is darkening. CEO confidence has tumbled to the weakest level since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. The conference board said this on Wednesday. For the first time during the economic expansion, CEO confidence is now in negative territory. Worse, business leaders are bracing for a 
potential downturn caused by the Federal Reserve's quest to tame inflation. A staggering 68% of CEOs surveyed by the conference board expect the Fed's war on inflation will eventually trigger a recession. The survey fielded between April 25 and May 9 measured responses from 133 CEOs of mostly public companies. The good news is that just 11% of CEOs anticipate a so-called hard landing marked by a deep recession. The rest expect a very short, mild recession. Importantly, business leaders are not necessarily preparing for an imminent recession. The survey did not specify when the downturn would begin, merely describing it as over the next few years. Still, the pessimism among CEOs is striking, especially given that the economic recovery is barely two years old and enjoyed blockbuster growth in 2021. Businesses are being challenged on so many fronts right now, and CEOs have elevated expectations of a recession. This is according to Dana Peterson, the conference board's chief economist. Recession fairs have been driven in large part by high inflation. Prices are rising at such a rapid clip that the Fed does not have the luxury of merely tapping the brakes on the economy by gradually raising interest rates. To get inflation under control, the U.S. Central Bank may have to slow the economy so much that it accidentally ends the recovery. So Twitch, a live streaming giant, comes under scrutiny after the Buffalo shooting. Twitch, the live streaming giant, popular among video gamers, has been thrust into the national spotlight after the suspect in the Buffalo grocery store mass shooting tried to broadcast the attack on the platform. Twitch removed the live stream less than two minutes after the violence began on Saturday, a spokesperson for the company told CNN. Despite the quick action by Twitch to delete the content, Clips and copies of the disturbing video of the shooting, which police says was a racially motivated hate crime, quickly spread across the social media platforms over the weekend. The vast majority of the content that appears on Twitch is gone the moment it's created and seen, the company said in a 2021 transparency report. That fact requires us to think about safety and community health in different ways than other services that are primarily based on pre-recorded and uploaded content. To address this issue, Twitch relies on a mix of machine detection systems, human moderators, and user reporting to identify content that violates its guidelines, not unlike other social platforms. But as the Buffalo mass shooting shows, even taking action a couple minutes before a broadcast begins may not be enough to stop the videos spread online. Twitch has been in the news for videos featuring violent content before. A gunman who killed two people in a 2019 shooting near a synagogue in Germany live-streamed the attack on Twitch before it was eventually removed by the platform. Twitch said in a statement at the time that it was shocked and saddened by the incident in Germany and stressed that the platform has a zero-tolerance policy against hateful conduct. Here is what you should know about Twitch, as it again finds itself under scrutiny following the deadly attack in Buffalo. Launched in 2011 and acquired by Amazon in 2014 for nearly $1 billion, Twitch initially gained immense popularity among the online video game community. 
the platform says it has an average viewership at any given moment of more than 2.5 million users and has more than 31 million average daily visitors. The platform has pivoted beyond just gaming content, attracting a wide range of viewers and digital creators who live stream on topics ranging from pop culture to music. Users do not need an account to tune in to a live broadcast. A recent report from live streaming software company Streamlabs found that Twitch represented more than 90% of the market share for hours streamed compared to competitors YouTube Gaming and Facebook Gaming during the first three months of 2022. My comment here, I think he knew the stats on that and that's why he chose Twitch as a platform to use while carrying out his act. In health and science news, and this is something I would like us to talk about a little bit, Spain debating plan to offer paid menstrual leave. And I wanted to be a discussion because uh, there are entrepreneurs in here, there are business owners in here, people who hire people right here, right? So this should be interesting to hear your perspective. Spain's left-wing coalition government on Tuesday approved a draft bill to reinforce abortion rights and to make Spain the first country in Europe to offer state-funded paid leave for women who suffer from painful periods. The minority socialist-led government hopes to guarantee access to abortion across Spain and destigmatize menstrual health in the new bill. If passed, the new bill will eliminate parental consent for women aged 16 to 17 who wish to terminate their pregnancy and remove the mandatory three-day reflection period. It also includes paid leave for pregnant women from week 39 and guarantees the distribution of free menstrual products in public institutions such as schools and health centers. The draft law also states that surrogate pregnancy which is illegal in Spain, is a form of violence against women. Spain's abortion reform of 2010 allowed, I'm sorry, 2010 allowed women to terminate unwanted pregnancies on demand within 14 weeks or up to 22 weeks in case of severe fetal abnormalities. The draft bill has provoked a debate in Spain about whether the paid menstrual leave rule will help or hamper women in the workplace. The draft bill, which will go to a public hearing before another reading in the cabinet and a vote in the lower house of parliament, is still months away from being approved. It will only create more conflict when deciding on whether to hire a woman or not. This is according to a 21-year-old student, Pablo Beltran Martin. What are our thoughts on that? Having that bill, which will allow women pretty much um time off with pay due to severe menstrual periods do we think that it is going to create a conflict on deciding whether to hire a woman or not is this going to be setting us back decades how do we feel i have seen women come to work buckling over every month every month they 
come to work and are in pain. They have to get up, get dressed, drive to work, come to their desk, and bend over. And I've had to send people home. You can't be here. Why are you doing this to yourself? Because companies only give certain amount of days as sick days. If exhausted, now the point system is assigned to you for attendance. And after so many points, you know, you go through the ranks. There's the verbal, there's the written, final, and then termination. Some people have tried to get FMLA to cover them. Some people have been successful with that. But when you go on FMLA, you're frowned upon. They don't, companies don't like FMLAers. They don't. But it's a, not a woman's fault that she has a monthly period. It's not her fault that she endures pain. I know my personal experience. There are days sometimes when I can't move. I'm literally in bed. My legs are that weak. So should that be a reason for hesitancy on when it comes to hiring a woman? Um, I don't I don't think that um they can even do that moments because um take for instance if someone come for a job interview that is pregnant you can you, you can discriminate against her you know even though you know that like in a few months she's gonna go on on paid leave you can you can't do that so I, I don't think that um they can even do that though that's just my opinion yeah you know we don't know what the intention of the the, the person hiring is what they're gonna do still but there should be some clause to protect by law agreed so let us hope that there will be an inclusion of that, that you cannot refuse to hire a woman because of this paid leave. Anybody else wants to comment on that? This is because this is in, this is in Europe, number one. Yes. And Europe already has better health insurance for women, um, when it comes to childcare, yes, I understand that there is a leftist group to this um, to their government where they're trying to eliminate abortion, but this other group is fighting for it. Yes, left, right, left. Um, I'm getting mixed up. I always do that. Anyway, um, for it, when it comes to the standards of America, it's going to be a different thing. Uh, Dre, you're right. You can't um, you can't legally not hire someone or legally fire someone because of it but there are loopholes and people do it all the time like mm. if someone comes if someone starts if i hire someone who's pregnant today they're pregnant so they're going to have a child within let's say they just found out nine months let's, let's be long they're not entitled to leave coverage yet you have to be in a company for 12 months before or 1250 50 hours of work before you're eligible for leave. So you can't, you can't even take an actual childcare leave in the U.S. under a year of service. Wow. You can go out on unpaid leave, but you're not going to get paid for it. And you're not going to be, your job is not protected because you have a child. It's not going to happen. So I understand the question moments that, um, will people not hire women? 
if it was in America, if it was in America, probably, probably that would happen. Given that it's in Spain, that probably won't be a thing. And I would like that's I applaud the government for even thinking of it that way. Yeah. I knock on wood. I'm not one of those people who's, who suffer, and I am lucky because I know my sister suffered, and I know other women like you say who are doubled over. Mm-hmm. For seven days out of a month, every single month, like clockwork. And they're basically incapacitated. Mm -hmm. They can't do what they're supposed to do because they're in so much pain or they're so weak. I don't know. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm going to, I'm done speaking now, but (laughs) I applaud them for even thinking that far out. Yeah. Thank you so much, Zanette. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think. One of the ways, because like how it works in Canada, I, I think it, it, it works out best for, for, for both parties because, you know, sometimes when we're having this, this discussion, discussions like these, we, we have it um, looking from, from our perspective, you know, but if we look at it from overall, we're looking at it from the, the employer and the employee, you know, because we, we, we can agree that most of the, 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 the businesses in North America are small businesses. And you know, when someone gets pregnant and you, you have to pay that person and then you have to pay the person that I'm um, um, standing in for that person, then that's like additional expenses. So the way, I know the way the government does it with the, in Canada with the, 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 the EI, that government, government covers like, um, I think now, now it's up to one year and eight months of 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 leave for if you if you get pregnant, um, and it, so it's not on the, the the employer alone to cover everything. The the government, um, you know, because of our tax our tax paid dollars and stuff like that, the government is able to to cover that. So if you get um, pregnant and you want to to be home with your child for one year and and six months, you're allowed that that you know the opportunity to be with your child for that period of time the government would only stipulate that look the 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 woman she would have to come back to her or same position or a position of equal value you cannot downgrade her Mm -hmm. but in terms of the payment the government is in on on the payment because yeah like for some small business people you know it would be unfair like if you know someone start working and within like six months the person is pregnant and then you're going to look to cover that you know when you're like a small business and you're struggling. So I think America, the, the amount of money that they, you spend on war, you know, spending Ukraine and stuff like that, they should be able to have like a, 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 a federal um, program where women are covered up to a certain amount. They don't have to go as far as the Canadian government with um, 18 months, but they can go even six months, you know, but the government should be able to do that. I agree. Thank you, James. Thank you, Sonette. Yeah. When it comes to nature, we have no control. When there's a hurricane and um, we can't go to work, you still get paid because it's under the natural disaster clause. We get paid. It's put in. For how many days you have to be out, you are paid. That's nature. A woman's menstrual period is nature you can't do anything about that i do applaud spain for putting that forth 
I would love to see something like that in the great U.S. of A. Because we care about life and we care about people and we care about um, health. Because somebody coming to work buckling over is non-productive if you ask me. What's the point? Let them stay home and recuperate. Do you know that in some cultures, when a woman is on her period, she does nothing. Absolutely nothing. I think it's seven days. You don't cook. You don't clean. You are cared for by your community, your village, you know, people around you. Yeah. Mm -mm. No, not here. Not here. You better get up and go do what you got to do. Because if you don't work, you don't get paid. And if you don't get paid, you can't pay the bills. And we don't really care. So I agree with you, James. Can it be funded? Yes, it can. I have said this before that there are certain things I'm willing to pay extra tax for because I know I have suffered. I have seen other women suffer. There are men who have seen their wives suffer, their girlfriends suffer, their moms suffer, their sisters. They have seen it. So it's not as though they've not seen it. I've had to have surgery. Only eased it for a while and then boom, right back again to square one. There are women who have had to have a hysterectomy because of it. That's the only resolve for them. For something that nature has cast upon us. Yes, I stand with Spain on that. And I would love to see something like that here in the U.S. Coming up after the music break, we do have Sports Caribbean Corner. And news out of Latin America. Here is some more Beyonce with Get Me Bodied. Nine. Four. Eight. One. B-Day.
Welcome to all our listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. You're listening to Coffee in Tow World News on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. You just heard Beyonce, get me bodied. Beyonce is our hashtag WCW artist for today courtesy of Sunnet. And now it's time for sports news. Jimmy Butler's 41-point haul powered the Miami Heat to a 118-107 comeback win over the Boston Celtics, is Lissa here, in the Eastern Conference Finals opener. The Heat trailed by eight points at halftime but roared into a 76-64 lead, scoring 22 points the concession of just two in a period of third quarter dominance. Butler scored 17 of his points in the third quarter. MVP Jimmy did his thing. He put us on his back, said Tyler Harrow, the Heat guard. The second contest in the seven-game series is on Thursday in Miami. The Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks contested their Western Conference Finals opener on Wednesday. Today, with the winners of the respective series meeting in June's finals. The 40-point effort was Butler's fifth in the postseason during his three-season stint with the Heat. The only player with more is franchise icon Dwayne Wade with seven. Butler said, I don't know what I'm capable of. I don't do this to score 40 points. I play the way I play to win by all means necessary. And it just so happened that I score 40. If I score 40 and lose, I'll be pretty ticked off. Yep, Boston star Jason Tatum had a quieter night. He picked up 29 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, and 4 steals, but also gave up 7 turnovers. I have to be better in those situations, he said. I have got to take care of the ball better. Liz copped out and Lisa copped out on us today. I guess she's not too happy with the way the game went. But good job, Miami. Let's see if Celtics will wake up when they come to Miami. That's what I was thinking too. I was looking for her. 
yeah, looking yeah, for but, the shirt, right? Yeah, but you know what? Like, I honestly would be happy, like, if, if Miami could go all the way. Mm-hmm. Because there's two people in the NBA that I would really want to, to get a ring more than anything else. And it's Chris Paul and um, um, Jimmy Butler. But you know um, something... Because, oh, go ahead, James. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, because I think, I think Jimmy Butler was given like a, a raw deal for most of his career like he's labeled as like you know like a bully type of person or someone that breaks a good culture you know and he proved being in miami that is is the opposite of what they, they they accuse him of when he was in like minnesota and when he was in 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 um in um with the with joel Embiid. And in Philadelphia, like, he's, he's actually, like, he was hard on the players who don't show up. Like, he's like, if you give me 100 and we lose, like, I love you. But you're not going to just come and give, like, 50% because I give 100%. And that's what I love about him. So I would love for him to get a ring. You know, Chris Paul, Chris Paul probably, like, not going to get one. But I'll be happy if Jimmy get one. <laughs> Do I think it's going to be an easy win if, if the Heats were to win the championship? No. I don't think it's going to be, or let me not say championship. I'm getting ahead of myself, right? The Eastern Conference Finals. Um, do I think it's going to be an easy win for him? No. Because looking at the, the, the scores, 118 to 107, the Celtics are going to fight. Um, I don't know if they'll make it to game seven. I really don't know. But I think they're going to put up a good fight. Let's see. So, yeah. After, I'm then, sorry, go ahead, Marlon. Um, Miami started off a little rough, mm-hmm. but um, they pick it up in the third quarter, and it was good. The defense was amazing. And it- Marlon, are you there? You chipped out, Marlon. Marlon chipped out. We lost him. So, you may need to. Come out and come back in. All right. So after a years long fight for equal pay, and I remember we had a heated discussion about this one, U.S. soccer and the women's and men's national teams have announced a historic collective bargaining agreement to close the gender pay gap and assure every player, man or woman, is paid equally. The U.S. women's national team has dominated the soccer world, winning four FIFA Cup uh, women's World Cup titles since the competition's founding in 1991, all while fighting for equitable pay at the 2019 World Cup in France, chance of equal pay reverberated in the stands in support. The collective bargaining agreement between U.S. soccer and the men's and women's national team unions is the final step in cementing the new policy of equal pay. I am feeling extreme pride, U.S. Women's National Team defender Becky Sauerbrunn said on Wednesday when speaking on NBC's Today Show. To be able to say, finally, equal pay for equal work feels very, very good. Under the terms, World Cup prize money will be pooled between the men's and women's teams and split equally among all players, a first in the Soccer Federation world. That's a major victory as the men's World Cup winner in 2018 France raked in $38 million, while the U.S. women's team only took home $4 million for their win in 2019. 
The men's and women's teams will also share equally any money U.S. soccer makes commercially and at events under the terms. There's equalization of World Cup prize money, identical financial terms, including identical game payments, identical revenue sharing for both teams. So identical in every aspect on that front, said U.S. soccer president Cindy Parlo Cohn when speaking on the terms. Are we happy with that? Are we satisfied now? That's going to cause a lot of problems. Why? Why you say that, James? No, because because this situation is a is a unique situation, and for me, like in in certain we, we spoke about it before in certain um, industry, I I don't believe in in equal um, equal pay. I believe that people should be paid their their worth. Um, so like in in journalism, like you don't pay like like. Um, Don Lemon, the same money you'd pay to like a Wolf Blitzer or whatever, you know. So it it, it depends, and I think with this with this with with this woman soccer thing, people are going to take it and try to run with it across other industries. But I feel like the women that play soccer in America deserve way more money than the men that that play, because the women team have been on top for the past, I think, 15, 20 years. So they, they, their worth is way more than than the men. The only reason why the men are being paid more is because um, some of these guys play like in Europe. So when they, they, they go back to play um, for their country, they, they, they try to match what they're getting in their, their European, their, their club. But the women deserve more in terms of like the, the national team. And people are going to just use this as a blanket um, thing to try and, and go in other areas where it, it's not going to work. Like, people have to be paid their value. Like, you can't just look at it and say, it's not like, it's not like a nine to five where you're doing the same job. We're talking about jobs that, you know, like like sports, like a LeBron James, like bringing billions of dollars because of jersey sale. So if you're going to look at the, like say the, 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 the Lakers, like the female team and say, oh, we deserve to get more. No, like once you start bringing in the money, you, you get like a percentage of what you're bringing in, that is a good deal. So I think it, it's going to be problematic because people are going to grab this and run with it and try to use like a one true fit all type of thing and it doesn't work like that. Let me ask you a question, James. Do you think that this approach is going to pay people for <laughs> underperforming? Be yes. Because yeah, on yeah. a team, you have the star right the one who always gets the job done the leader but if everybody's getting the same the, the attitude may be you know something uh let cindy carry on let me just chill right here while cindy you know carries the team on her back and if cindy retaliates wouldn't she be within her right to do so because she now will feel that listen i'm doing all the work you're not doing anything you're hardly contributing but you're still getting the same pay that i'm getting yeah i think i think this is a couple because like in canada like what's her name christine sinclair like she's like the most decorated um football player i think probably in the world and it would not be fair for christine sinclair to be making the same money as one of our 19 year old teammates that that just coming into the so it, it does that's it doesn't work like that i think it's it's like one of those political statement like when 
you know, like with um, Biden now say he's going to put in like a, a black justice or whatever. It just looks good, but it don't help overall. So it's just like a bandaid, putting a bandaid on, 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 the, on the situation. Because like, as I said, like a Christine Sinclair, I, I'm sure like a Christine Sinclair that she fights for like women rights and stuff like that. She would not be happy being playing um, for her country for like, you know, almost 20 years and, and scoring more goals than anyone else and making the same money as an 18 year old that just comes into the league. The league. Doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. I, I, I like your argument. It makes sense. I do see a problem coming down the pipeline where this is concerned. Um, while I do understand equal pay, equal rights, I get that. But it's going to be a little tricky. Now, let's talk about it on the um, merch as from the merch aspect. If your jersey, um, James, is selling more than Dre's jersey, is it fair to split the profits equally between both of you? No. No, it's not. It is not. And this is what I want to say. Um, I, I, I've been following the story. I need to read up more on, 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 on what they, um, they, they came to, right? The decision they came to. Because actually, not actually, they were being paid more than the men. On paper, it looked like the men were, paying, were getting paid more. But the women were actually getting paid more because they were getting paid per games that they win and all different kind of stuff. So when when you did the math on it, they were actually coming out with more money. But oh, on really? paper, yes. But on paper, it looked like they were being cheated. But the deal that they took, they were actually making more money. So I want to see now, mm -hmm. um, after read the article of what decision they came with, if they will actually make more money now. And as you say, like with the with, with the other thing with the with the merch and all of those things, um, and James pointed out, it, it, it's unfair. It, it, you know, people's gonna get paid for not producing, and and I'm just not with that. So what they have done here is they've taken on the um, should I say a socialist approach? Yeah, this is sports, guys. This is sports. It's not. It, it's not Wall Street. It's sports. Yeah, you, you have to treat. You can't treat everything the same. Yeah, yeah. All right. Coming up next, it is Caribbean Corner. CARICOM divided countries to vote for Commonwealth Secretary General. Caribbean community CARICOM leaders will vote for a candidate of their choice when Commonwealth leaders meet in Rwanda next month to choose the next Commonwealth Secretary General, CARICOM Chairman John Brasino announced on Tuesday. Earlier this week, Jamaica apparently scuttled any attempt by the 15-member CARICOM grouping to have a consensus candidate for the position, with Kingston defending the decision to nominate its Foreign Affairs and Foreign Trade Minister, Kamina Johnson-Smith, for the post. In April, the Caribbean leaders had issued a statement indicating that they were still divided in their support for the two candidates, including the incumbent, Baroness Patricia Scotland,
for the position, agreeing instead to appoint a subcommittee to delve further into the matter. CARICOM did not announce a date as to when the regional subcommittee of leaders would meet with the two Caribbean candidates for the post. Scotland was elected to the post at the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting in Malta back in 2015, and her re-election is scheduled to take place during the June 20 to 25 Commonwealth Summit there. Interesting. Let's see what happens. Can they come out with the right decision? Jamaicans told to brace for harder times. How much harder can it get? The main opposition, People's National Party, PNP, is warning Jamaicans to brace themselves for a harsher time as the country continues to be impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. This is not the year to be so tight with the thing. This is a year when suffering is going to be bitter on the people. Government has an obligation, a duty to cushion the crisis for the people, said opposition leader Mark Golding when speaking at a PNP divisional conference in Portland on the island's north coast on Sunday. Golding said that it is not beyond the Andrew Holness government to assist Jamaicans, but instead that the present administration does not listen. And I can tell you, what you see happening now with the industrial unrest is partly because of those things, because the pressure is on public sector workers. And the process to bring in this reclassification of their employment arrangements and their salary is being done in a way that doesn't build any confidence. It is being done in a way that has eroded trust in the process and in the government. Golding said that the trade unions representing the public sector workers have been complaining that they have not been getting the information in a timely basis and they are not being brought to the table to negotiate any of those details around the package. Can we here in Coffinto just take over the country? Because I think we seem to think a little more clearly and have a better idea of what needs to happen. Because here it is that um, Golding is echoing some of the very things that we have spoken about in here. The detachment. The exclusion. We have spoken about these things. The unrealistic stance the scant regard we have spoken about those things it's all talk um, moment it's all talk all talk from both sides people you know he's on the opposite side so he can talk now but when the time comes for action nobody moves everybody falls back in the same old routine and comfort mm -hmm. that's the problem and you're right Wendell. So you're right You're absolutely right, Ando. The PNP government, th that <laughs> they are great at finding um, issues. They're great at that, I must say. They know how to find problems. Not very good at providing solutions, I will say. But in this situation, somebody's seeing what we on the outside, most of us here, don't even live there. That's what we're seeing. Yeah, I, I think... I think with Golden though, it's just it's just talk. And I think if he if he really loves Jamaica and want good for Jamaica, he should he should just step down. You know, like just just step down and and, and over the party to, to Lisa Anna because or or Damien Crawford or someone because he's not he's not going to see any success 
the PMP is not going to see any success with him being at the head. And I think that's he one of the things. Unless they build back a, a good party. They're so divided within themselves. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're so divided within themselves that how are you going to be looking to run a country? Yeah. Yeah, but the, th the thing, you know, all of them, all of them, JLP was divided also. But wh why you have to rate, why you have to give, um, what's his name, Bruce Golding credit? When Bruce Golding said, look, Andrew, I'm going to step down and give Andrew because Jamaica need a young, fresh face, fresh minds and stuff like that. You know, people have been complaining about dinosaurs in Jamaica politics. And he saw that and said, look, I'm going to put this young 30-something-year-old guy um, to be the face. Uh, and, and people were upset about it. People were, people, if they could have killed him, they would have killed him. <laughs> and look at and look at look at the success now. You know, look at the success that they're having with 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 Andrew Owens. Um, just because um Bruce Collin, you know, had the foresight to, to know that Jamaica needed a different direction from dinosaurs running the country to 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 some young fresh minds and stuff like that. And I believe that this guy, if he has any love for his country, because when you see him on Instagram trying to trying to do dirt bunks and stuff like that. This, this big old man, I try dance like a clown. Like Jamaicans don't need clowns, we need leaders. Mm -hmm. So like when he's on online trying to talk patwa, um, and racha patwa and impress people, and people are asking him, why are you behaving like this? And he's like, oh, I'm Jamaican, am I not allowed to, to speak patwa? That's not you, like you're being, you're being a clown, you know? And, and he needs to step down. He, he wants to get the moniker off, like, of, of bro you know what I mean? So he wants to get that type of money. <laughs> but the thing about it is, um, I, so you guys know, like, you know, sometime last year, earlier this year, <clears throat> I was donating 34 containers of PPE products to Jamaica, right? Over $5 million worth of products. Do you know that I still have those products in a warehouse that has the expiration date is about to come up, so we're going to have to incinerate them because of Jamaica? No, look, they're not paying for it. We're shipping it. We're, I, I found a donor to pay for shipping. All they need to do is receive it. You hear me? Receive it. Right? The, the ministry said, okay, we'll receive it, clear it. When the time comes, they say, oh, Mr. Green, you can't send it because the warehouse that we have, the, the, the ADF is using it. And every time there is a different excuse, 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 and I'm like, Jesus Christ, the people in Jamaica need this. Now, also, before I got to this part to be able to send it, man, I went through so many up, runabout, turn, crossroads because of so many different people that you... And so what I understand, Jamaicans want to do things for Jamaica, but Jamaica and the whole, the government, everything and how they run, make it hard. I met a lady who, from Canada, shipped three ambulances to Jamaica, her own money, ship it to Jamaica. Now, all they needed to do is clear it and accept it. They want her to pay for clearing and storage. She said, ship it back. I met another guy out of, I guy out of LA who, when, I, when, when I'm going through my plight, somebody said, I know a guy who did it. Uh, let me talk to let me talk. And He put me on the phone with the guy. The guy said, listen, I just tell him to dump it. He shit out of his own money during the height of the pandemic. He shit eight container of um, hand sanitizer down there. When he got there, all they needed to do is clear it and take it. He had to be paying stories. So he stopped paying stories. They called him. He told them, dump it. That's the, that's the magnitude. So they're all talks. I get to figure that out. So many people put me on the phone. I got on the phone with Mark, Mark himself, Mark Golden. I got on the phone with so many other different 
people in ministry. I met the, 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 the GC, the, the council general, and, and one of the, the foreign affairs uh, state, state, whatever. I met, sat down with, they're all talks. Wow. So we are our own setback, Andal. We are the reason we can't get ahead. And when I say we, I'm talking about the government and the, the various government bodies. We put up the roadblocks and we, we, we don't want to move those ro roadblocks. We have bureaucratic red tape in place that we don't even know how to cut the ribbons. Or we choose exactly. not to. Exactly. Or, hold on, hold on. Or is it that they're waiting for something to go in their pocket to make it happen? And if everybody stops putting money in their pockets to make the moves to get things done, I bet you they're going to realize, okay, we have to depend on our salary or salary alone. Let's just get on with it. But everybody's Moment, waiting me, for the palm to be greased. Let me show you how disconnected they are. The council general in New York, right? She came, we talked, she said, oh my God, this is exciting. This is what Jamaica needs. Yada, yada, yada. She said, where the products are hosed? I said, they're hosed in Jackson, uh, Tennessee. She said, oh, that's Florida. You're going to have to deal with the Florida council general on that because that's lower part is the region of Florida. I said, okay, um, I'm looking for her. to said, let me get the phone. Let me call. Let me connect you. No, you have to connect them on your own. I'm like, what? So now I have to go, go build another relationship with somebody I don't know where. I'm like, it is just crazy. <laughs> Welcome to Jamaica. Yeah, yeah and, and, the, and, and the perfect example with that was, was even when the, the thing with Bonticula where one of his friends um, secured, I think it was about 20 or 30 hospital beds from the States and wanted him to, to, to get them to Jamaica to give to the KPH. And the amount of red tape that they had to go through. And that's why he had to start the foundation. Because, you know, like, you know, the government, like, somebody bringing down 30 um, bed and they say, like, this is going to the hospital. Can't you jump through certain hoops and you know the hospital broke down already? The government can't jump through certain hoops and say, look, it's not like somebody are bringing down cell phone or TV. These are hospital beds. It's not something where people are going to just take the hospital bed and go start sell them in in the street you know and they had to, it took so long for the beds to reach to jamaica so you know and it's it's and people are sleeping people are sleeping in chairs in the hospital you know the, the jamaican people that need the hospital bed but they had to wait months to get the bed because of political red tape and stuff like that you know it's ridiculous it is so i'm gonna have i'm gonna have to keep it moving i'm just gonna read some um comments from the whatsapp chat um and Al, it doesn't matter if it's all talk, it's facts, though the current administration is evil. I honestly feel like Crawford should get a chance, is another comment. Um, throughout the pandemic, the medical workers and the security forces have been stretched to their limit and not even a little raise. I know that for a fact. I've heard the direct complaints from those who work in the field. Um, another comment. Andrew Holness is the biggest clown, though. I'm trying to speak. Patois is the equivalent of Andrew Holness using the broker, Monica. Um, there's no money to be made from it, so they won't clear it or anything. None of them don't care. And it doesn't matter which administration, whether it's PNP or JLP. It's the same thing, right? Same thing. So Jamaica Rum Festival organizers announced new venue for the fourth staging. 
Organizers of the 2022 staging of the Jamaica Rum Festival, presented by Appleton Estate Jamaica Rum, in partnership with the Jamaica Tourist Board and the Tourism Enhancement Fund, have advised of a new venue for the fourth staging. Still in the second city, the 2022 iteration will now take place at the Aqueduct Rose Hall in Montego Bay. The JRF team explains that the decision to switch to an alternate venue comes as a strategic move to deliver the best physical experience for rum lovers. In the past, the Minister of Tourism, Edmund Bartlett, was referred to the Jamaica Rum Festival as a tourism product. Knowing the hard work we pour into this event each year to present our rich rum history to Jamaicans and foreigners, we are looking to over-deliver an immersive and explosive edutainment experience for patrons, said Festival Director Valon Thorpe. The Aqueduct has presented us with an opportunity to do that and then some. We're excited about this new venue and we are confident that once patrons immerse themselves in the 2022 JRF experience, they will be just as excited, if not more. Also looking forward to this, the fourth staging of JRF is Pietro Gramenga, Director of Marketing of J. Ray and Nephew Limited. Hope it will be a success for them. Burna Boy is heading to Barbados to perform at Tipsy. So Burna Boy is heading to Kropova. The Grammy-winning Nigerian artist, who is on the cover of the latest issue of Billboard magazine, will be the first Afro-pop star and international act to perform at Tipsy Barbados in July during the annual Crop Over Festival. All right. Barbados is turning it up. Is he going to go to Jamaica? Oh, do we have any Afrobeats people coming to Jamaica to perform for some fest? Just asking. I mean, they may want to capitalize on that and take that into consideration because Afrobeats right now is kicking it. And that's an opportunity to do collabs, more collaborations. And um, I'm just saying, but who am I? I don't know. Just just a couple of suggestions. In our story out of um, Latin America, I think um, the authorities are finally getting up to speed real time. You know, they probably watched a couple more episodes of Fast and Furious. Um, authorities in the United States have announced the discovery of a major drug smuggling tunnel that extends from Mexico to a warehouse in an industrial area in the United States, specifically California. The secret passage from Tijuana to San Diego featured rail and ventilation systems, electricity, and reinforced walls, authorities said on Tuesday. It was discovered near San Diego's Otemesa border crossing in an area where more than a dozen other sophisticated tunnels have been found in the last two decades. U.S. authorities said it was unknown how long the tunnel had been operating and what amount of drugs, if any, got through undetected. They were able to seize 1,761 pounds of cocaine, 165 pounds of meth, and 3.5 pounds of heroin in connection with the investigation. Six Southern California residents, aged 31 to 55, were charged with conspiring to distribute cocaine. Together with the Mexican government, we have been collaborating in trying to eradicate these tunnels, which should not exist. Because that is where a lot of crime happens and a lot of the suffering that we see 
said U.S. Ambassador to Mexico Ken Salazar when speaking with the weekly Zeta. All right. The United States government is moving to ease a few economic sanctions on Venezuela. James, you're hearing this one? All in a gesture meant to encourage resumed negotiations between the U.S.-backed opposition and the government of President Nicolas Maduro. The limited changes will allow Chevron Corp. to negotiate its license with the state-owned oil company Petroleos de Venezuela, but not to drill or export any petroleum of Venezuelan origin. Two senior U.S. government officials told the Associated Press late on Monday that they spoke on the condition of anonymity because the formal announcement had not yet been made. Additionally, Carlos Eric Malpisa Flores, a former high-ranking PDVSA official and nephew of Venezuela's first lady, will be removed from a list of sanctioned individuals, they said. The moves follow goodwill gestures by Maduro after meeting in March with representatives of the administration of President Joe Biden and a recent gathering in Central America between U.S. officials and the main unitary platform opposition coalition to discuss a path forward. These are things that the unitary platform negotiated and came to us to request that we do in order for them to be able to return to the negotiating table. Scores of Venezuelans, including the country's attorney general and the head of penitentiary system, and more than 140 entities, among them Venezuela's central bank, will remain sanctioned, though. The U.S. Department of the Treasury will continue to prohibit transactions with the Venezuelan government and PDVSA within U.S. financial markets. (laughs) It's time to do the dance, James. It's time. Yeah, like one one thing they don't realize, like you, when you're when you're a hypocrite, you lose credibility. Ah, and, say and, that again, James. Say that again. Yeah, you you lose credibility, and and how, how are they going to dictate? And that's why um, Russia can be so bold at what they're doing, and that's why China can be bold at anything because they know what's going on, and and when when um they do when they're ready to do what they want to do, they just do what they're doing, and then they point out you know, the American um, hypocrisy. So you can't, like, you can't be a hypocrite. Like, you know, like, we look at the Caribbean. The Caribbean is not, like, any world power. There's no threat in the Caribbean to anybody. And if the Caribbean can get um, cheaper oil, why are you going to stop them from a country that you don't like? You know? Like, why are you going to stop them because you said this, you label this country as they're doing stuff against humanity when, you know, things that take place in America all these police shooting and stuff that's easily fixed are against humanity and nobody is putting any restriction or any embargo on America, but, you know, they are putting stuff on other people. Like, let, let people survive. I know what, what Jamaica um, damaged their relationship now and they're just going to sit down and watch America start <laughs> a relationship and, and benefit from it when Jamaicans are suffering because, of, you know, high food price because of oil and stuff. They're hypocrites. Here's what it is, James. In layman terms, you and Marlon are friends, right? You and I are friends. Something happened between you and Marlon. You said to me, I must take your side. I jump up and take your side. 
only for you to go back now and be friends with Marlon again. After poisoning my mind against him to be on your side. That's, that's pretty much what it is. So now it's a courting, right? Because Venezuela has something very dear. Yeah. Venezuela has a resource that's needed. So now it's the dating process. Let me see if we can get back in bed with Venezuela. Why? You know? And you don't think the Venezuelan government don't see right through that? Yeah, I, I hope I hope people are wising up though. Cause like even even in Canada, like I'm I'm pointing out to people like how ridiculous it is that Canada sends millions of, of barrels of oil to America on a daily basis. And we are paying like two dollars per liter for gas now. Like like as 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 I put gas in my car, it just run out. No, no, but it's and not we and we and we are sending we're sending to to America every day. And and I just um heard someone came back from Dubai and said that what we're paying here, they're paying they're paying like less than less than quarter of that in Dubai, a oil country. Canada is an oil country. Why are we paying more? It, it don't it don't make any sense. And, and and every time every time there's so now when people that are conspiracy theory people say that look, um war is 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 is, is financial gain and, and and government start war just to make money. No, you have to take a stop and, mm -hmm. and listen and say, are they telling the truth? Yeah. Because they use the war for excuse for everything. How does the war affect Canada's oil when we are <laughs> when, when we're sending oil? It's not like we're we're not sending oil to to, to Russia, you know, so why is it affecting oil prices? Like, Russia can send whatever little oil Russia send, like 5% to America. It doesn't even move the needle. And Russia, Russia, um, the, the, the cost on Russia oil should not be affected because Russia is still in bed with China and in bed with India, two oh, of the, the, the two biggest population in the world. So how does it affect oil in north america it makes no sense no sense no sense but we have to keep it moving here is what we need to be looking out for dj naturalist presents classic sundays every sunday 2 to 5 p.m eastern and tune into naturalist live with dj naturalist every monday and tuesday 5 p.m eastern inside the quality music zone qmzradio.com it's music news and naturalist views Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's real relationship talk. Join Moments, Sinead, Rose Solo, and Marlon at 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse. And tune in to QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. Join us next week for another stimulating conversation. Check out the Jano Radio crew on JohnNoRadio.com and download the app, J-A-H-K-N-O. Available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Join Rosolo for the Rosolo Show, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. And right after that, stay logged on for DJ Rookie as he brings you Vibes Tuesday, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. The pre-weekend vibes begin with DJ Lenkimatic Thursdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. And then you can start your weekend off with Wanted Fridays. Every Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, and Freestyle Saturday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern with Mix Master Kevon. Saturdays and Sundays, DJ Simple brings us Blazing Saturdays, 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern. 
And then Big People Sunday, also at 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Coming up after the music break, it's Believe It or Not News and Entertainment News. But now it's back to our hashtag WCW Artist, Beyonce, courtesy of Sonette. Here she is, teamed up with Shakira for Beautiful Liar. Check it out. Jono Radio. Jono Radio. 
Good morning to all of our listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. And of course, a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. You're tuned in to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. And in Believe It or Not Stories, a Mississippi mother accused of intentionally throwing infant daughter on road, killing her. According to a news release from the Pearl Police Department, 20-year-old Shailen Jolly has been arrested and charged with capital murder. This is after she allegedly intentionally murdered her two-month-old baby girl. People report the mother repeatedly and forcibly threw the infant out of her car and onto a road in Pearl, Mississippi last Thursday. Police reportedly responded to 911 calls about the incident, and when they arrived at the scene, they found another woman holding a severely injured Kelsey. Jolly, who took off to escape in the woods, was quickly arrested. Kelsey was reportedly in critical condition and later died from her injuries on Saturday. The act was very deliberate and intentional. She showed no remorse throughout the day, said Police Chief Dean Scott in an interview with WAPT-TV. A neighbor referred to Jolly as seemingly being a very good mother, not understanding what could have gone, gone wrong, possibly postpartum or something, because she's really a very good mother. A GoFundMe has been created to help fund the child's funeral. Jolly, who is alleged to be very familiar to narcotics officers, may receive an added felony child abuse charge. She is expected to appear in court for the first time next Tuesday. A couple who allegedly hurled racist and homophobic slurs while on a flight is going viral after the incident was recorded on video. A couple yelling racist and homophobic slurs would not deboard the plane. And that's a flight that was leaving West Palm Beach, Florida. A free show to all on board is the name of the video that TikTok user Charlotte Delasio posted on the platform. In the video, viewers can see a white couple talking to what appears to be a flight attendant or some form of a flight security officer. The woman yells, you don't like the words coming out of my mouth. As the flight attendant tries to speak, the woman overtalks him, saying free speech is dead and we are not coming off. You don't like the words, huh? Wow. Yeah, um... To the story with regard to the woman who threw her child out, I hope she can get help because it's so, if she, if they're familiar with her, the narcotics officers, it sounds like there may be a combination of postpartum, there may uh, and drugs. Um, we don't know because she's described as being a really good mother. Not sure if she has other children. It doesn't say. The story does not say. She's young. She's 20 years old. But she's facing capital murder charges. Unfortunately, the child died. So when they say um, she was forcibly pushing the child out the window, could it be that someone was trying to hold her back, prevent her from doing that? It would appear that way because repeatedly and forcibly so unfortunate you go through nine months 10 months 40 weeks if you take to full term and then you turn around and kill your child i'm kind of
kind of concerned. Are we going to be seeing more issues like that happening, especially with the Roe versus Wade threatening to be overturned? Are we going to be seeing more of these cases? I'm just wondering. The answer to that is yes. Not only that, you're going to see more of these cases, you're going to see more cases of um, women harming themselves, trying to uh, abort baby themselves, like back in the old days with the, the hanger and the, what they say in Jamaica, Pepsi and Fenzik and oh. all different kind of thing. You, you're going to see more more females harming themselves and, you, you know, um, people don't want something, they just don't want it. Uh, so, yeah. It's going to go up. Do they care? No. We just build more jails. That's the answer, really. Nobody cares about rehabilitation or therapy. The answer is build jails because that's where you put them, right? So, in entertainment news, Netflix lays off an estimated 150 employees due to slow revenue growth and business needs. I kind of struggled. I wasn't sure where do we put this, business or entertainment. So I said, you know what, entertainment. It looks like some changes are happening over there at Netflix. On Tuesday, it was reported that the streaming company has laid off at least 150 employees as their revenue is starting to grow at a slower pace. According to Forbes, a spokesperson for the company made it clear that the recent layoffs had nothing to do with individual performance. And... It was strictly based on business needs and slow revenue growth. The spokesperson said, none of us want to say goodbye to such great colleagues. They added that the company has intentions to support them through this very difficult transition. Forbes notes that within the first quarter, Netflix reported that it lost around 200,000 subscribers and they are expecting to lose an additional 2 million during this quarter. With the loss of subscribers, the company's stock has also decreased by 35%. And of course, they're still trying to blame password sharing. What I'm more interested in is what's the level, meaning are these entry-level people, are these um, management, upper management? Where are the cuts coming from? That's all I want to know. And quite frankly, is laying off the answer. They, no Netflix representative was in here the other day when we were talking, um, Dre, about revisiting, going back to the drawing board and finding a viable product to present to the public to entice them to resubscribe or to gain new subscribers. They're not listening to the people. They're just going to cut employees, 150 people out of a job. Because, you, and here's something. You had astronomical growth during the pandemic. You should have known that there was going to be a tapering off, likelihood, some loss, right? And I'm sure you should have made provision for that. And as far as I'm concerned, Netflix, you're making a whole lot of money. I don't think, Laying them off is the answer. That's my personal opinion. But what do I know? Right? 
I guess they have to answer to the, the shareholders. Is what is that what the shareholders are saying? Get rid of 150 people? But I hope it's not just entry-level or lower-level employees that have been um, relieved of their positions. That, that's all I'm going to say on that matter. And y'all are threatening to come through with, uh, what you call it? Advertising. <laughs> on Netflix. And that's exactly what people don't want is, is, is the advertising. Like, you know, you want to watch these things commercial free. Come on now. That's one of the reasons why people sign up. Exactly. Another headline, Little Dirk's nonprofit organization distributes 29,000 bottles of hand sanitizer to inmates and staff of Illinois prisons amid lack of access to clean water. I didn't know there was an issue with clean water in um, the Illinois prisons. So Little Dark is back at it again to combat issues happening throughout Illinois prisons with access to clean water. His foundation, Neighborhood Heroes, partnered with nonprofit Chicago Votes. They supplied 29,016 ounce bottles of hand sanitizer to the Illinois Department of Correction, inmates and correctional facility workers. This was a part of an effort to help with the lack of access to clean water to wash hands. Hmm, interesting. Okay. As the COVID-19 rates resurge, the nonprofits share details on its Instagram writing. The pandemic has amplified issues that impact our incarcerated community members and access to Healthy environment is undoubtedly one of them. Well, good for you, little Dirk. Who is he? Don't know him. And then... Good morning, good morning Afo. Uh, he's our rapper. I know that, but I mean, who is he? Like, give me a song. I have to go look up a song now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what song was that? Uh, what song? What song? What song? What song? Oh, no song Afro. He's from Chicago. That's all. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want song. I've been from Yeah, I've been listening to him from what 2015, 2014. Oh, so he's been around. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll 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 check him out. In our last story for entertainment news, dealer sentenced to more than 17 years in prison for supplying the drugs that led to Mac Miller's death. Another man has been sentenced for his role in the 2018 fatal overdose of rapper Mac Miller. On Monday, Stephen Andrew Walter, who was responsible for supplying the fatal counterfix oxycodone pills laced with fentanyl, was sentenced to more than 17 years behind bars. According to NBC News, Walter was one of the three men charged for Mac's death, which took place back in September 2018. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the Central District of California says he pled guilty last year to one count of distribution of fentanyl. All right. Um, it's unfortunate. We have to learn to say no to drugs, folks. Here is Love on Top, Beyonce. Bring the beat in. Bring the beat back. I'm going open. 
That is Beyonce with Love on Top. Don't forget to check out DJ Naturalist every Sunday for Naturalist. Or well, I should say Classic Sundays, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. And tune into Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern inside the Quality Music Zone. QMZRadio.com. It's music news and naturalists' views. Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's real relationship talk. Join Moments and Natural Solo and Marlin at 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse and tune in to QMZRadio.com and janoradio.com join us next week for another stimulating conversation and check out the jano radio crew download the jano radio app today j-a-h-k-n-o radio available in your apple and google play stores listen to the song here in my heart a melody I start but can't complete Listen to the sound from deep within It's only beginning to find release Oh, the time has come for my dreams to be heard, to be heard. They will not be pushed aside and turned 
of Steve Jobs your work is going to fill a large part of your life and the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work and the only way to do great work is to love what you do if you haven't found it yet keep looking don't settle as with all matters of the heart you'll know when you find it listen to your heart folks Tap in, listen to your guts. I'm not at home in my own home. And I'm trying to try to say what's on my mind. You should have known. Now I'm done believing you. You don't know what I'm feeling. To all the listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone who joined on Clubhouse where the conversation happens, Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me for Coffee and Toll World News on the Go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Always great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Thank you, Sunet, for today's playlist. Appreciate it. Enjoy the music. Enjoy the rest of your day, folks. Whatever you do, wherever you go, please be safe. But I do look forward to seeing you all tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. Thank you, Moments. You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are we are we are online 24-7. We, 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 we hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye.